You are listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. Go ahead, throw your rocks at me from your little glass house and then take off running. You're no better than me. We both made mistakes, haven't we? I won't undo what I'm doing to sit in judgment of what makes us human. I don't claim to be proud, but my head won't be hung in shame. I didn't plan it, but the light turned to red and I ran it. Yes, yes, I yes. I still standing. We're living, we're laughing, we're jumping, we're dancing. You might hear that little tune there comes from Waitress there. My girl Kiala Settle just blowing it out of the water in that show. And it's very fabulous. And the reason why I use that is because my next guest is celebrated, award-winning choreographer, Soon I'm, I'm going to ask later on how soon it's going to be before your choreographer director, but we'll talk about that in a minute, ladies and gentlemen. The one, the only, Lauren Lataro is here with me, darling. How are you doing, Miss Lauren? I'm good. Thanks for All having right. me. All right. So right now, Miss Lauren is in the middle of, this is, I guess, a bounty of riches for you right now. She is currently dealing with the press madness, which is how I got her for her work that she did on a show called Twelfth Night. Last summer at Central Park, her choreographic skills have seen lots of things. As I told you, she was part of the all-female creative team of Waitress with Diane Paulus, who I adore and love, Sarah Bareilles writing music, and Lauren Lataro making them kids jump around for points, honey. (laughs) She's not playing. You know how I love me, these choreographers. And she's also nominated for a 2019 Cheetah Rivera Award as well for the same work. So I get to kind of get double duty in beforehand. You know, so Lauren, how is it that a young girl who started off in the chorus... (laughs) How does she go on to become one of the hot choreographers working on the Broadway as we speak right now? Because, honey, she's not only doing this, she's got, you know, Twelfth Night is in the past. Waitress is currently happening now. And I understand, I don't know, can we talk about Almost Famous? I think we can, yeah. Yes. She is also working on the stage adaptation of the film Almost Famous. So you're busy. <laughs> I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> so tell tell me, Miss Lauren. It's like you're you were you always the dancing, jumping around actress child. Always. Up. Is that how it all started? I think pre-verbal. Yeah. 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 I love it. So you're you're native to this area. Yeah, I grew up in New Jersey. Okay. And trained in the city. And then so at this point, you know, dance and music and theater was like right across the water. Yeah. And yeah. that's what pulled you in. I think so. I mean. You know, and I always felt like a misfit, so I think that's what we all, all of us misfits sort of jump into the the pond across the way and get in a musical theater. <laughs> <laughs> to find a way. So who was it like, you know, Carmen de la Flaca's first tap class that you took and then you knew it was going to happen? It was. It was the Dance Theater of Fairfield, New Jersey. Yes. And then, um, and Buddy DiGuglielmo was one of my teachers who was one of Fosse's dancers from dancing and other things. Oh, so wow. I like danced you know fozzy so i by the time i was in i think it was ninth grade Anne ranking said to me who was your teacher you danced like you're 40 like <laughs> like you i just had this 
I grew up with the real Fosse yes. style and technique being taught to me, so I was very, very lucky. Wow. And then, of course, you've parlayed that into what has been a fabulous career so far for you, don't you think? Yes. At least or at least for the outside person like me and anybody else that follows your work as a choreographer. I love it. I'm so happy. So I just love working. You just love working. And I mean, you stay working. Yeah. That's the thing about you. So what has this journey been like for you? Because you, girl from New Jersey... Yeah, you studied theater? Did you start off studying in, in school? Yeah, or? I studied, you know, like the rest of us. I went to these dance classes five days a week, singing lessons, acting lessons. And then I hopped a bus. I skipped school in junior when I was a junior in high school, and I auditioned for Juilliard. And I got in. And then I had to tell my parents that I got in. <laughs> but they were actually pretty cool about it. Well, I mean, how, how brazen. Yeah. I mean, but clearly I, it was your destiny because... You know, even if you didn't know what you were doing, something was guiding you. Something to get to was that. guiding me. I wrote the application with a pencil on the bus on the way in, and I got really lucky. I got in. I don't know how to this day, but it happened. That's <laughs> so. So Juilliard trained. Yeah, so it changed my life. I mean, it did. It changed my life. You know what I mean? And this is before. I mean, this is really before YouTube had like everything on it. So. Right. You know, you all of a sudden you're going on a field trip to see Pina Bausch at BAM you know, as a freshman at Juilliard. We had never seen anything like that before. Like this was wow. mind-blowing stuff back then because right. you couldn't just Google Pina Bausch and it, it pop up, you know. so. But, I mean, you, when you're talking about going to a place like Juilliard, you're like you're right in the middle of everything. Oh, yeah. You're it in the middle awesome. of everything. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So you studied dance at Juilliard? Yeah, yeah. I, at 16? No, I was graduating. Get, oh, I went from high school. You graduated you know, from high school at 16, though. Uh, no, I, went, I graduated high school at the normal time. I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't skip or anything like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you, so when you, when you went back and told your parents, hey, guess what? Not only did I skip school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And left and went out of town. <laughs> yes, hopped a bus to New York City. Hopped a bus to New York City to go do an audition. <laughs> Like, yeah. Uh, luckily, you got. Did you know you had gotten in? No, I got a call back at that moment. So, but they were pretty great. They really were like, okay, well, uh, well, let's see what happens. And then I got, you know, I got it. But it, even the callback was very, very hard to get because it was, you know, thousands of kids, right? Wow. Yeah. That's cool. amazing, Lauren Lataro. So <laughs> you okay? So then you've moved into this this realm. So when you got into your first show, what was your first show? Now? Swing. Swing. Yeah, two thousand. So you were in that show with was Laura Benanti? In yeah, that show? I was her understudy. And no, not Anne Hampton. Yeah, Calloway. Anne Hampton Calloway. Yeah, look at yeah. me. Thank God, I was like, yeah. wow, yeah. this is coming to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and Andre DeShields. No, no, he was in the other show that was swing related, but it wasn't swing specific. Right, it right. Was another show. So you're you're now in this show, and you are understudying. So you're understanding the role. When did you figure out you could sing? Uh, I was in a girl group in high school with Daphne Rubin Vega. <laughs> girl. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I, Lauren I, Lataro, <laughs> you're just like, so clearly you were born for all of this. I, don't I, even I, know I this. told you pretty well. <laughs> yeah, like when I was in high school, I also auditioned for, without telling my parents, this is terrible. And I got into a girl group. There was a replacement. They needed a replacement. So it was Daphne Rubin Vega, this other um, girl named Lisa Marie. And, and then I replaced the original third girl. It was a group called Pajama Party. And we toured around the country. We toured with Lollapalooza. We did all these things with MTV. And so I got to, like, travel around and, you know, 
hang out with rock stars and yeah they had two albums on Atlantic Records I didn't record the albums right. because I was a replacement yeah. so it was like but I came in and sang all the songs live with Daphne and then Daphne left because she was like there's this show at New York Theater Workshop it's called Rent and it's no money but I really need an equity card so I think I'm going to do it wow yeah, crazy and her wow. costumes Mimi's costumes a lot of those boots and those pants and stuff mm-hmm were our costumes for a pajama party. <laughs> so she, like, you know, put her own outfits together as Mimi. So, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know why I'm, I love how it all comes together? Because, again, that's not where I saw you. You know what I'm saying? It's like crazy, right? Looking around and, you know, you... No, it's like, again, this is all pre, you know, you have to dig deep to find this stuff. Because it's like, it's before digital... F- Film really became prolific and ubiquitous. Wow. Wow. And then you just kind of just moved up the ranks. You yeah. understudied. and I understudied. And... I was on stage dancing. I always was on stage dancing most of the time and then understudying a lead, which was great. You know, I was never going to be Sutton Foster, but I I could do what needed to be done to cover it and keep the curtain up. And I sort of was clear about that. So there was no like anxiety. Like I wasn't like the crazy understudy who was like, when is it going to be my turn? It was sort of like, I like doing this. I'm lucky enough to be dancing because that's what I really want to be doing and getting to like really spread my wings and try acting. But I, I never wanted to, I never wanted to like do that other thing. Like, I don't know. That's fascinating. So that it, it seems very clear that you chose the path that you're on now, which is you are doing, it's like Sutton Foster has to come to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, sure. But I, I always, yeah, but there was always, I was always more creative in the sense of creation. I always wanted to look at the big picture, even in high school, you know, even at Juilliard, I was always choreographing things and moving 15 dancers around the space. It always excited me. And I think understudying was always sort of a means to an end in the sense that I tr- always sort of look at things as a choreographer sort of from the point of view of the characters, and I learn that by understudying, right? right? Yeah. So it's like, you know. I, don't, I, I really do love that, Lauren, because it is as if you are, um, it's as if you are making, letting people know that it's okay to be just as good but if you're in, like, if your vision is something else, it's okay. Oh yeah. And and you know what? I can yeah. I'll do the thing for her. Whatever. I can. I'll hold up. You know the the numbers. But right. that's not my ultimate goal. Yeah. It never was. I you know I was in high when I, I was at Juilliard with Sada Ramirez, and I remember Sada Ramirez saying to me, you know, like, don't Tony, you want to Tony Award winning? Tony Award winning. I know. <laughs> she was always she was always a star. But she did. She said to me when in college, I'll never forget this. She was like, don't you want to be a star? You know, as I'm like heading into dance companies, and I was like, "No, no, I never. It never was never my dream. My dream was always to be part of like creating things and making things happen. So I guess that's why understanding for me was always great. But I do always tell everybody, say yes to everything, because you never know. You know, all, a lot of people are like, "No, I won't do that. No, I won't swing. I want." Like, <laughs> There's no okay. way. So you know, when you're my waiter, now, you know what I mean. Like, so instead, you're going to waitress until you get a right. job. It's always odd to me. Interesting when you have the opportunity to still at least not only 
be in a show, but get them weeks for equity. How you doing so you can keep your yeah. insurance? Yeah, and as an living? artist, learn, learn, learn. Because at, just at that point when you're the understudy, you do learn a lot oh, yeah. from everything and everyone. Yeah. And you always have to be ready. Does it? Does the edge of being, I remember what was that film, I think it was called Standby, where there were a whole bunch of folks that were talking about the, the work of being a standby. And I never forget Katie Finneran always saying, it's just like you always have this voice that says, <laughs> it's true. it could be you. It's true. Tonight's the night. It's like, did that have any, clearly didn't have any fear for you. Uh, some In the beginning, yeah. But after you go on a couple times, then it's fine. Yeah. But in the beginning, it's really scary. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh my it's God, really please don't let the whole show collapse because yeah. oh I can't God. remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Totally. Wow. So, Miss Lauren, it's like, tell me about the work that you're doing now. Like, you're... The the thing that I like about your work is that it's 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 always it goes from small to large and like with this show with Twelfth Night, one of the things that I remember vividly is that you were mixing because it's it's with um, Shakespeare in the Park and they have a very kind of wonderful connection to not only professional professional theater but also community. Oh, it's huge, yeah. And you have this huge cast, because that's what they usually do. These numbers were huge moments that you had with all these casts. What is it like when you're working with folks that you can just throw out the dance names of the moves that they need to do and the counts that they need to do versus the folks that you really have to spend a little bit more time with? How hard is that to try to balance between the two? It's fine. It, it doesn't It doesn't matter to me. Because I would be in the second group, just so you know. <laughs> there's, there's such humanity in both things. I mean, yeah. it is pretty glorious to work with the... I just did Traviata at the Met with incredible dancers. I had a cast of like 20 beautiful, beautiful dancers, mm-hmm. uh, world-class dancers. And it's just, they can make magic happen. And fast. You know, in an hour, you can create tons of material. Um, and at the same time, working with straight actors who have to move and even especially the community ensemble who aren't trained, uh, you know, dancers, they have a right to be dancing. They have a right to be on stage telling stories. Um, and it's my job to make sure that they look good and that the story is coming across the, the proscenium for everybody in the audience. And sometimes watching people tell stories can be very moving. You know, sometimes more human than watching these glorious unicorn dancers telling stories. I mean, they're just different things, and right. they're both equally um, important and beautiful for me. So that's awesome. That's awesome, Miss Lauren. So again, like looking at your 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 body of work that you have, it's like I wonder for yourself. It's like how do you like how are you picking those next projects like are people now starting to just be like Lauren we need you for this Lauren we need you for that yeah my my plate is really in in, like this year I have two other projects I don't think I can say that out loud yet but two pre-Broadway shows and they came to me and I didn't have to audition (laughs) I was like it was great (laughs) wait how does a choreographer well I auditioned for Waitress I had to put 20 minutes of material together and like do I came up with the concept and then I had to sort of do a proof of concept for Diane and the Uh producers and I think there were other choreographers who also uh, auditioned. So I got, I mean, I had to work to get the job. And I've done that before, and I've lost jobs too that way. But now it feels like there's enough of my work out there that people are seeing at least some of what I do. Right. I, I think sometimes people miss the fact that I can do a big, big dance show. But, um, yeah. But, I mean, you know, at this point now, 
you know, no, no matter who it is that is actually looking you up, <laughs> the one good thing is she already has a show currently running on Broadway. Well, that's good. I that know. Doesn't, and it's still that running. That pops the resume. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And Waitress is such a big hit. And it's yeah. so, it just was so well done. I think just the, the whole team was so smart. Now, did you work on the, the London cast as well? I did. I flew out to London a little bit. My associate set up a lot of it. And then I came out and... Tweaked. Yeah, tweaked and had fun with everybody. With Miss Marisha, who's one of my Jeez. favorite. Isn't she amazing? Talk about a star. That and is a star. She had to Josephine Baker us, basically, by going across the pond for people to discover. Because once she got that moment in Dreamgirls, people were like, who is Marisha? I And know. the rest of us are like, oh, we already knew who she was. Yeah, she's a star. She's fantastic. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you get to do your work, you know. Now I can say that she's currently... <laughs> Two shows, one in the West End, one on Broadway. Good, good. Puff, puff. <laughs> so I mean, so that certainly makes the opportunities come to you a little bit faster than yeah. Many. It feels really good. That's awesome. That is awesome. And now you're currently working on um, Almost Famous. Almost Famous. Yep, I'm doing like Water for Chocolate with Michael Mayer this summer. I'm directing a show at the West Side Theater starting next month. So there, and here comes that next question I was going to say, <laughs> because one of the things that I have come to understand, especially with uh, the choreographers, is that there seems to be this, that next phase of being not only a choreographer, but also the director. It's like, you know, Jerry Mitchell, Kathleen Marshall, Susan Stroman. Is that definitely the ultimate path for you? I think sometimes. I, I, I really like directing, and I think for certain shows I have the skill set to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for certain shows I truly believe in a two-headed uh, director and choreographer, you know, because yeah. I think two heads have more ideas than one, and I think some I, some shows just need that. Um, so I like I like it both. I, I really I have no I I should say this I enjoy very much working side by side with a director, um, and I also I think can manage a room. Uh, you know, alone. If too. you have to. If I have to, or if there's something I really want to do, you know. Um, so, so I'm looking forward to doing that with this show. I have lots of ideas for it, and you know how to make it fun. So I'm excited. But you know, it's it. I ju- it came to me in this moment when I'm thinking about what we were just saying earlier about how, you know, you you stand next to Sutton Foster. Yeah, you can do the steps. You can do the things. I, I'm there if I have to do that. But that's not where my head is. And I prefer to do the thing that's much more collaborative right. than necessarily being the star. Right. And I guess that's kind of the same thing with this. I think so. I mean, I don't feel like there's this manifest destiny that I need to be this the next giant director-choreographer only. Yeah. I think there'll be projects where I do do that, and I think that'll happen more and more in the future. But I, at this, you know... The beauty of choreographing next to a director is that you can go in the other room and really focus on the choreography and get really specific and use a scalpel and really, mm-hmm. really get into the sort of the tissue of the dance. And I think once you start directing slash choreographing, I think that time, you don't get that time. So yeah. an associate can do it for you or, you know, but I don't think you really, there's no way you can split yourself in two. So I do think that there's certain moments and that goes true for like the scene work and text work and subtext work and, you know, finding the action inside of a scene and making sure that I think that as a director, if you're spending half of your time doing that, not all your time doing that, you know. You're not giving you, that you know, option. So I think it can work sometimes, especially with a really long rehearsal process. But, right. I, you know, I, I see the pros and cons of both. Wow. Yeah. I, 
because I, I did. I wondered. It's sort of like it feels as if that's kind of like that next steppy. Yeah, kind of no, I'm, I'm happy you know. to do it in certain. For but certain it's not ultimate. It's not the super ultimate goal. Not, not for every show, but for some shows, sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. My goal is to honestly to just do great work, keep working, and do. My goal, if I were like given one goal, it would be to do the kind of work that really that moves people and that shifts theater a little bit and keeps pushing it forward. Yeah. That's my goal. That's awesome. That really is <laughs> it's awesome. Really, it's, I love it. It's like, and it's so funny because I remember like over the course of the last few years that whenever I would have a chance to kind of brush, like we'd brush a moment and it's sort of like, oh, we should get together and do the thing. We should sit down and do the thing. And like to finally have it happen now afterwards, because I actually remember, I can't think of the name of the show right off the top of my head, but it was a cute little show that was at the York Theater with the four housewives. Yeah, I directed that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and you you staged the music or oh, movement. Oh, yeah. I did. Yep, yep, yep. I, I did. And, you know, it's so funny because, again, I was like, I have to think of these things because I always try to be as, as in the moment as I can with you. And I just remembered that. I was like, oh, that's right. She has done this before. Like, what? No. But I remembered seeing you because it was still in previews, I think, that when I saw you then. And I thought, oh, my God, look at her. And I remember Lisa was telling me about this other thing she was working on. And now I got to find. And now it's like it's gone from those things that you were working on to now you have this established. You, I'm like, your foot literally is on the Broadway now, which well, is fantastic. Thanks. Thanks. That's a fantastic place to be. Yeah. After all of this time. Yeah. But it feels like home, right? Because it's, you know, 14 Broadway shows performing in. So it's home. Feels and like the home. fact that you, you like. Uh, you know, when I was talking to Scott Ellis earlier today, I just name drop. But when I was talking to him about as a director, in that he has the same, the sensibilities having been an actor before, and right. I think that that maybe is that what you bring to this this oh. whole world of choreography. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean I've danced. You know, I don't know. I can't do math, and I can't cook. I can't. I can't garden. I can't do anything. I mean honestly, but I can dance. <laughs> I mean, I, and I've that's where I've spent my whole life. So. You know, I mean, train. You know, from all the kinds of training we had at Juilliard and prior, and then like dancing in Fosse on Broadway, and and moving out with Twyla and a chorus line. You know, doing Bennett and. Okay, you and I are yeah. going to talk about something now that you mentioned Fosse. And I've only brought this up with Katie Huffman one other time, and I have to explain to people that I'm a little bit obsessed with the rich man Frug. Well, okay, it's which the is awesomest dance ever. The most like. Eminent dance number. Go find Sweet Charity, the movie. It's all about the aloof po- yeah. woman in the ponytail. Oh, yeah. So the night that I went to see that show, I purposely got a standing room only ticket because I knew that I would not be able to sit down. That's amazing. Through that show. Because I knew there were going to be numbers that it would be like, there's no way I could just sit in the seat and pretend that it doesn't make me want to move. So when the rich man frugs, that music started and the lights went down and a dun, 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 and I was like, oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> it's finally happening. I'm going to see it live. The girl in the lead came out with a perm. Really? She had a perm, Lauren. Oh, no, I wonder who did it that night. I don't. I clearly it was the understudy. It was the understudy. But it- with a perm. I was like, you can't whip your hair and do that thing where she flips it back with the with a perm. That's so crazy. I wonder who it was. <laughs> you I must find I that out for I'm me. Not, I know. I'm not going to mention who it was, but I think I knew who it was. And you tell her that she destroyed me. <laughs> uh, well, normally, I think it was like 
Lisa Guida and uh-huh. Kim Nicholas, I think, were the two women who did that. Well, whoever it was, she must have been number three that day that they, like, you know. Well, you know, think about it. It's really interesting they should have given her hairpiece because, really, it's all about the hair. Yes! Yeah, they just should have given it. It's not La- her fault. Lauren, it's not the understudy's fault. Lauren, it's costume and thank you for validating me <laughs> because I've been saying that for years yeah, and people are like, what kind of queen are you that you th-? I said, you don't understand. Yeah, but just, that's their fault. Yeah, it's not her fault. The I was like, what happened to the ponytail. Poor thing must have been working double hard without that ponytail. <laughs> well, I it's like oh, no. this is not an Ogilvy Perm moment, honey. You have to <laughs> I need phony pony all the way down to your ass. What That's the hell's hilarious. going on? So for me, I just want you to know now that I know that, that was also a part of your history that it better not have been you. It was not me. <laughs> Wasn't that me? I would have demanded a hairpiece. <laughs> Are you kidding? I was like, don't these people understand? It's really funny. <laughs> but speaking of which, are you watching Fosse Verdon? I have them all taped, and I've been so busy that I cannot watch them. Well, I was just about to say, when does she have time? But I have them all taped, and I will watch every single one. Lauren Lataro, currently her work is featured on both ponds, both sides of the pond, <laughs> in Waitress, both coasts, boom, boom, as well as the upcoming... Is, is, are we in a workshop stage right now? Workshop, or we still... yeah. We go to the Old Globe in August. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. So that means folks out in California, San Diego area, this is your chance to catch the fire before it actually gets here. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool show. Awesome. And again, you're doing operas. You're doing all kinds of different things that you're choreographing on a regular. When is it? When am I going to see the film choreography moments now? Oh, for the I was asked to do... Um... Uh, a movie that I couldn't do, and it's a real bummer. But, but sooner or later. What movie can you tell me? It, well, it, it came out. It was um, a Queen, Mary Queen of Scots. Yeah. Stop with Saoirse Ronan and all of them people. Oh yeah. Well, you know how the Brits ask things. You know they're not like us. If an American would be like, "You have to do this movie. It's going to be amazing. You have to cancel everything else and come to Scotland for you know fifteen weeks." But you know the Brits are like. So, you know, I've got this little movie. It's just this little thing, and it just needs some dancing, and I'd love for you to do it. If you want to do it, it's yours. <laughs> and, you know, so you don't understand, like, the New York the gravity like, of it. I don't get it. And then you're like, and then and then even, and she was like, well, you know, there's like, so, you know, there are some, like, famous actresses doing it. And it's like, you know, Mary Queen of Scots, which I love the play, and, you know, it's, it's going to be a beautiful thing. But it's a small, it's a small thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Oh my God! You know, cut to like I watched it coming home from London. I it in the airplane, and the whole time I'm like crying because like I can't believe I passed up on this glorious experience. And the movie wow. is stunning. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's stunning. But it's wow, like, whoop, well, missed that opportunity. Just lost in translation. Uh, you know, because the Brits just, you know, they're just very, you know. It doesn't affect them, yes. Very calm and... You've got to stop everything you're doing. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's like, it exactly right. We've got Sir Sharon and it's like we're not yeah, messing around. Yeah, exactly. That would have been a whole different sell for you. Yeah, I would have said yes and canceled my other things and gone and done my first movie. <laughs> oh, my God. But okay. All right, so that means then I have that also to look forward to at some point from you as well. No, from your lips. Uh, well, you know, because you got, you're doing everything else. Why Why is that not happening? Where's your, you know, sassy TV moments, I'm coming? Yes, yes. Like, now, that's, that was that show, uh, So You Think You Can Dance. Do yes. You, are you a big fan they, of that show? I am a big fan. They asked me to do something. I can't, maybe something in the future will happen now or in conversations again. Yeah, my again, it becomes a real question of... um. 
you can't be in rehearsals for a Broadway show and do those things. It's very difficult because right. so it's 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 hard. So I would like to do at least one or two episodes though. I have some ideas for dances. <sighs> Come on, Miss Lauren. See, I'm again. She's got a new personal cheerleader, so I'm going to be. <laughs> hey, I was like I was like a side cheerleader. You didn't know, but now you know that I'm I'm Thanks. a big I'm a, I am I'm just a really big fan of watching folks get to do their art and get to have success and also get to have the kind of recognition that allows Aww. you to continue to do more stuff. Thank you. So congratulations to you, Thanks. not only for the Drama Desk, but also the Cheetah Rivera Awards. Thank you. Which I will be seeing you on both red carpet evenings. It'll be fun. So you give, give me a hair toss. But at the same time, you guys, you can see if you're coming to New York City, this is an opportunity to see Lauren's work on the Broadway stage in the show Waitress, which everybody still loves. If you're going over to London too, how you doing? You can catch a work over on the other side of the pond as well, which is <laughs> fabulous. And again, you know, hopefully there'll be TV and movie moments that we'll be able to talk about too as well, in addition to everything else that she's doing. And look for Almost Famous in uh, August, right? Yeah. At the Old Globe Theater. So you got to get it, Miss Thing. All right? And we are going to be back.